everybody. You're kicking it with the homeboys and the homeboys podcast where we talk everything in the world of real estate investing. Whether you're just getting started or a seasoned vet, we're going to give you over 40 years of combined real estate experience to help you on your investing journey. Today, we've got an awesome guest, one that the homeboys know very well. We are talking with Leah College of the Real Wealth Network a cutting-edge real estate investing company that we have worked with for... Over a decade. Over like a 12, decade, 13, 12 years. 13 years, probably. And we are very honored to have you here, Leah, to talk about uh, all the things awesome going on at Real Wealth Network and to also talk about your personal investing journey. So thanks for kicking it with the homeboys today. How's it going? Oh, it's good. I'm having a little bit of like role reversal syndrome here. I'm usually the one like grilling you and interviewing you on Indianapolis and here the tables are have turned. It is a little weird. <laughs> and for our listeners, I mean, Lee is kind of like our boss, yeah. you know, a, li- oh, a, a, li- a, a little bit, you know, so, you know, to have her on uh, our show, it is like role reversal. No, but Real I Wealth know. Network is a very unique company and, and Lee is unique within that company, but they really do one of the best jobs in the nation, maybe the best job of these nationwide groups that really creates a community that is based on the idea of learning and creating passive income and long-term cash flow uh, through these providers all over the country that they've done. So it's a unique community. And we're usually just one of the little people in one market that's on with Leah. So Leah is in a way an expert on investment real estate cash flowing long-term rentals across the country right you know she's she's in it all all over the place so i'm looking forward to learning today yeah well i think it's something so special that real wealth does i mean a lot of people i mean that the the secret's out like real estate is an amazing asset class to be investing in um but unfortunately it does feel a little bit unapproachable for a lot of people for a couple reasons one there is a big learning curve to figure stuff out um but two a lot of people are living in markets where the math just doesn't work and they have to go and look in other markets and they have to consider strategies that have them investing out of state or from out of the country even. And this is where real wealth, I think, really stands in that gap of education and also referring out-of-state investors, passive out-of-state investors to quality people in very select markets, you guys being one of them in India, of course. Um, but yeah, we bring it, we bring it to the masses, we bring it to the regular folk, the mom and pop people, you know. We 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 all weren't born with silver spoons in our mouths. So we got to figure out ways to grind and hustle and build our own portfolios. Uh, one house at a time. We, we fight that a lot where people assume because we have success through real estate that we were born, you know, with silver yeah. spoons. It's fascinating to me. Um, and, and I understand that reaction. But at the same time, my entire goal is to teach that person who doesn't, that thinks you have to be with a silver spoon, that they can do it too. And Real Wealth does such a good job of that. Well, good. Thank you. I take a lot of pride in what we do at Real Wealth and it's credit to our founders, Rich and Kathy. I mean, they're just cool people, Um, you know, and, and they make things really approachable and, um, I think it's just so important. And and for me, even in my own investing journey, I mean, Real Wealth was a part of that. I was a member of Real Wealth for years before I came to work at Real Wealth. But it's like there's this moment, um, this, this uh, switch that flips, I think, where your mentality and your approach towards this becomes something that's hypothetical and something that's unattainable and something that rich people do to something that like, no, I can actually do this. Like I, I can 
start with one little house. I love that and, light bulb moment when you get that with someone where the mm-hmm. light bulb goes off and they think, oh my gosh, I can do this? A normal yeah. person, an everyday yeah. person? I'm not ultra wealthy and I can do this? I like the fact right. that you mentioned, you know, people living in certain areas don't realize that they can that they can invest because Scotty and I see it on our homeboy stuff all the time where people you know, we had one where we're talking about, you know, how much down payment it takes to buy a hundred and eighty thousand, you know, dollar rental mm-hmm. property. And all the comments are like, Yeah, hundred and eighty thousand dollars, yeah, right. And right. you know, we just did a property showcase of great properties at a hundred and ten thousand dollars. But right. this particular comment that I'm thinking about, uh-huh. the guy was saying right. well, he's from San Diego and he had no idea that he could mm-hmm. get involved in rental real estate and thought that we were completely blowing you know, right. smoke. He's out of his mind. You know, one hundred eighty thousand yeah. dollars was, right. was reasonable, which we can do it a lot less than that. So I think right. It's or they're awesome. assuming that you're you're selling some shack, you know, Correct. down by the river Correct. and renting it to Bubba with no teeth. Right. And right. It, yeah. It's right. not the case. Yeah, yeah. we're in the top five percent of our rental market. So you know, yeah. our, our, the price point that we focus on is the highest end rentals in our community. And right. And they that right. they think it's going to be like literally a shack by the river. Yeah. Because yeah. they well, don't no look outside to the of Bubba's their market. Watch- no. Oh, Bubba's no great. Bubba's watching. Like he needs a place to rent too. Heck, yeah, everybody <laughs> does. Hey, I'm from a one stoplight town. I get it. Yeah, you know, I get it. You know, I, I'm actually that guy. You are. <laughs> yeah. He'd be happy living out of his van. I totally he would be fine. Totally be he, fine. Yeah. I just don't know that I'm gonna convince my wife of that anytime mm, soon. That's not so, happening. Uh, yeah. Well, no, but do. so so the passion about getting people to understand that a normal person can invest, then the passion behind uh, helping them realize that they don't have to live where they, in, they invest. Mm-hmm. It, are those the main two core tenets you feel like that people need to hear? That the regular person needs to hear. What else? What else is it that that we can help open people's minds to the idea that mm-hmm. real estate investing is approachable? It's doable mm-hmm. without any hard work, because yeah. people like you and your company go around and find the providers. You know yeah. what? What else is it that we need to do to bridge that gap? Because we want to help people understand this. I really think society as a whole, I mean, I I feel like, and I feel like the millennial generation and the Gen Z generation are maybe more open to this because we're realizing that these, um, the old ways of doing it, you know, working for the same company your whole life and earning a pension, uh, maxing out a 401k and an IRA and drawing from that in retirement, these things that we were told in various generations that were the way to, to do it, our generation is seeing that it's not going to work for us. It's not going to be there. And so I think I try to challenge people to like, again, it's, it's about taking hold and taking ownership of like the trajectory of your life and, and, and the financial future and the financial security of your family. And these options that we're, we were told are the right way to do this. They are not going to be there. I don't mean to be doomsday-ish, but I, I really feel that. And that was really what made my husband and I start really making this shift of like, okay, look, we got to do something that we can control, that we can control the timeline of, um, that we can control how much we want to scale and how hard we want to go in this. Um, because it, our freedom and our future and our retirement, like dependent on it. So I, I feel like there's a sense of urgency that when I'm talking to people, I try to create. And especially when you're young millennials and, and Gen Z investors, like you have huge opportunity 
to get going on a strategy like this and have it just have this exponent, this X factor that really you can do a lot with very little. I'm so frustrated with, with how hard it is to get that across the, the fact that time in the market is your best friend. You know, imagine starting in your twenties doing this and your tenant is paying your mortgage down for you from day one. By the time you're retiring, all of your properties are going to be free and clear. You've probably captured a significant amount of appreciation and all of that cash flow along the years too will be coming in. And that passive income model that real estate provides it's it works the best if you start as early as you can. It still works. We're still we're still passive real estate investors, and and we're we're getting old. So, so it works at all ages. Speak but for yourself, man. You're getting old. I started doing you're this when old. I was ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's getting there. But, but we were just talking about the, you know some of the long term holds that we're forecasting out for for this year. You right. Know, it's not like we're stopping just because we're middle aged. You know we're mm-hmm. you know, we have been blessed to be doing this for a very, very long time. But we always, you know, go back to, you know, why did I sell so much back, you know, in the, you know, 20 years ago? I mean, you think of like, what's, what we could have, what we could have had. We kept so everything like, instead of selling it to clients. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, or I was talking about my personal home. So, you yeah. know, I mean, I had, I've moved 13 times and if I just saved the houses that me and my turned them in, turned them into rentals in. instead of selling. Correct. Them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I love about it though, that it, it's like an evolving strategy and very rarely do you meet somebody who enters this space and says, I'm going to do this. And then you talk to them in 20 years and they're still doing doing exactly that. Most of us all kind of grow into our own strategies. We go down little niches. Sometimes we go down back alleys and we come back, right? But yeah. but you know, it's so individualized and and something you know, to your last question that I try to encourage the the investors that I speak to is that this doesn't have to be a full blown entrepreneurial endeavor for you. Like you don't and and I think in this space of real estate you know, podcasts and real estate influencers that that are out there to now, and, and they're great. I, be, I believe in what they're selling, but it has created for some this false belief that that's what you have to be to be successful in this space. Uh, you don't have to want to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to want to, you know, do this for other people or teach other people to do it. You can do a small little passive portfolio that you just keep, that you pay off, and that gives you the cash flow you want. You I know, would guess ninety percent. I would guess ninety percent of your clients are just that professionals, yeah. busy yeah. people who I'd guess even more than that. Yeah, who have four hundred one ks and IRA, IRAs, but also want this the passive yeah. income, but they don't have time to go across the country and build it and find right. good providers and screen them. It's incredibly difficult to find a good provider in a market. I, mm-hmm. I can't explain to you, the listeners, how hard it is. We are Clint and I have been doing this for a long time, since 1998, basically. And we have stepped out, gone to Florida a few times, tried to do these things, and we failed. That's just the honest truth because we cannot find good providers. A contractor's license is a license to steal. A good provider is almost impossible. They come and go. And that's, the I think, the biggest value of what mm-hmm. real wealth does. Now, of course, you don't move in with these people and, you know, you, you can't guarantee that things don't change. But sure, the providers that you guys bring under your umbrella are a lot of people like Clint and I who have been doing right. this for 20 years and have a proven track record of working with clients. Good luck going out and finding those across the nation on your own. It's <laughs> impossible. 
I mean, we have full-time staff that do it. Like that's all they do is, is look at markets, go to the area, meet people, like create these kinds of relationships. It's a full-time job to, to do it well. Um, and then two, two people, not just one doing it. it. It's two right. people's full-time job. Right. Right. It, it is, it is time intensive, you know, and, and we don't get it right every time. I mean, that's just the fact of it. At the end of the day, you're, you're, you're Nobody working does. with you're working with people, right? We mm-hmm. Lord knows we the problems people have, right? And then you're you're renting this hard asset to other people. So there's a lot of there's a lot of churn there and, and opportunity a lot of moving for things. Parts. Right. And yeah. I love how honest you guys are about that. That's what that's really what always um, warmed made it made me so so impressed with real wealth network at the beginning first of all you said something about kathy and rich at the beginning you said they're cool i don't think that's the right word for them they have giant hearts that they're cool maybe but i think the quality that people need to understand that they have is they are they genuinely have servants hearts and the whole business they built i believe is wrapped around helping regular everyday individuals find success through real estate and they work really hard at it. Sure. They're cool, Mm -hmm. but their biggest quality is their big hearts and the teams that they build of people Mm -hmm. who actually truly genuinely care like you. But Mm -hmm. I, I I guess they're just so passionate about finding the right groups and putting them with these people that they care about the community, their community. They're very protective. You're very Mm -hmm. protective of your community as you should be. You yeah, know, and it's, yeah. I, I just think that's a neat aspect of it. Well, it's, I mean, it's kind of in the name, you know, real wealth. It's, we, everybody likes having more money, right? Everybody likes financial wealth, but real wealth is what Rich and Kathy are in pursuit of. It's what I'm in pursuit of. It's what our members are in pursuit of. You know, it's not just monetary, it's, it's a feeling, you know, it's autonomy, it's space in your world for the things that do make you, you know, feel your best (laughs) and they give you the most time and flexibility to do what you're best at. Real estate is our chosen vehicle for more of that in our, in our world and and in our lives. So um, yeah, it's, they're the real deal. And, uh, and yeah, we work really hard to try to, you know, educate our investors, make sure that they're informed, that they know the risks associated with owning real assets, you know, and, and we coach them through it and we, you know, but, but you're honest talk. about it. That's the other part. That's really cool is, yeah. is, you know, we get up there and we say real estate's bumpy. In fact, yeah. it can suck. But the point is yep. we take as much of that suck out of it as we possibly can for our clients, where right. everyone else in the world is on their own. And yeah. those are the, those are the professionals that you guys build up across the country are the people that can take as much of the sting out of the bumps as possible. It'll still be a little bumpy. I mean, over the long haul though, you know, it's, it's a proven asset class. We just, yeah. it's just proven. It just, we know what the numbers are over any given amount of time. Now there's ups and downs over short periods, mm-hmm. but it's a pretty much known quantity. And, yeah. and you guys are honest about that, which I, yeah. you know, you talked about the gurus you see out there talking about real estate. That's one thing that drives Clint specifically crazy. Is well, it's part of the reason why we started this podcast, because I, I was sick and tired of watching people giving bad information and making it about fancy cars and mansions mm-hmm. and private planes. And, you know, that, that type of advice is going to, uh, you know, it's going to hurt a lot more people than it's going to help. You mm-hmm. know, part of Real Wealth Network, part of your message, Lee and Kathy and Rich, you know, there's nothing in anything that you do that, 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 that portrays that, that, that BS image, in my opinion. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's anybody... 
you know, can do this. And, you know, it's taking a lot of the risk out of it. It's not just over the top. So, you know, Scotty and I, you know, it's easy for us to talk about the anti-guru thing, but to have like Real Wealth Network on here that like, hey, we're in the same boat here with you guys. Right. You know, it's 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 pretty uh it's And how many members awesome. do you have? Because you guys could flex big time compared to most of these gurus, which <laughs> cracks me question. up. I know. You know, how many members are you guys up to now? I believe we're touching close to 70,000. Oh um, but the these last are I heard was 40, I think. <laughs> oh these are these are really like engaged pursuing like investors who are, you know, uh, you know, becoming members of real wealth, being brought into our space of, of community. Um, and something you said, Clint made me think, I mean, it's, it's interesting to look cause we have, we have about 15 teams like you guys that we work with in markets across the country. Um, and when you look at the owners of these companies and, and, you know, the people who are, you know, really the minds behind them, it's a lot of people who are one, just extremely experienced. They've been doing this for a long time. But the other thing that most of them have in common is they don't need to be doing this anymore. They've been buying their own investment properties. They've been doing what they preach and they could retire for sure. And, and yet they choose to continue to do this because they love it, but they also love allowing other people to to have access to that too and that's that's unique um <laughs> surprises me when i go down in my mind the list of everybody and and i kind of know generally who could who could be just done done <laughs> right it's really fun when you get like all of us in the same room together and we used to we used to have all the the events and i don't know it was like a little unique family whenever we you know get to go out and, and speak yeah. on Real Wealth behalf. Yeah, it's interesting because you're getting really passionate providers, people like Clint and I that are genuinely passionate about, you know, helping others achieve what we already have, mm -hmm. you know. And, and the other part I love is on our, like the build projects that we do, we're in it with these people for the long haul because we, we're keeping a lot of right. it, you know. We, right. we want to keep, I'd, I'd keep it all if we could, you know, but when you're building, what, 50 million this year? Yeah, we just did a property showcase on uh, on a community that I got into it with Scott before we did the property showcases. I don't want to get rid of this right. thing. Right, 3.5 million. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, want to get like, rid of it. You know, like, we're doing 50 million of new builds, much less all the other stuff that we do. I'd love yeah. to keep it all. You know, I know, but I don't have I billions of dollars. Right, right. <laughs> so. We all have our limits. And we're, I mean, us at Real Wealth, too, we're buying right alongside our investors, too. I buy for many of the teams that we work with. You know, I'm looking at the inventory of all of our teams every week and, you know, crunching the numbers on them. And, you know, um, yeah, we're tell we're us more all, about that. Yeah, I that's hear a good about segue. It. Let's yeah. get it. Let's get into your personal um, investments. If You know, I know you and your husband, you know, are kind of a team in this. And yeah, I think it's important. Um, to mention that uh, your husband, you know, is, serves in the military, and thank you for his for his service. I think it's uh, important because we see it so often when people say, "Oh, well, you know, it's it's some um, rich, you know, yeah, you know, deca millionaire that's right. investing in real estate." That's the only way you can, you know. And um, obviously, your husband's got the most important job of anyone in our in our country. But I think it's important that people know that this is this is attainable. This is achievable. Right. right. I was literally just talking, my husband, Preston, and I were talking about this last, a couple nights ago on a walk. And, you know, I was kind of telling him when we look at what we've been able to create and, and I'm a small, I'm a small person compared to some people. Let, let me be the first to say that. Um, but we are too. when, <laughs> right. We are, we are it's all relative. Right. Right. It is. 
But when we look at what we've been able to create in the last decade together, you know, I, I do kind of scratch my head and go, how did we do this? Like we've had modest salaries. Um, I don't feel like it was earth shattering. We weren't like eating beans and rice every night for dinner. We still, you know, traveled and, you know, we, we've, I, in my mind, we've had great luxuries, but yet we've still been able to build this great portfolio that just to me feels like it's foolproof at this point. Like, this is it. Like we, we know this will work. Like it's got a life of its own. Now it's, it's growing, it's self-sustaining, you know, now we're into that fun part of kind of asset management where you're seeing equity accrue in different properties and using the equity for down payments of another purchases. So we're no longer dependent on our W2 incomes for those next down payments. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I look back and I go, wow, like, how did that happen? Um, uh, let me interrupt you just real quick on one point you said there, which is your yeah. real estate compounds, your real yeah. estate creates real estate. You just right. said that your real estate earnings are buying more real estate. It's, yeah, it's I'm, literally multiplying. Right. I'm, I'm closing on two cash out refinances this week on properties. And then I have a closing the next week on the, the property where that money's going. Um, awesome. and yeah, it's a, it's an exciting place to be because again, it's just real acknowledging that this thing that you nurtured and that you, you know, grew is now, you know, it's got a life and, and it's doing incredible things. And, and every year my husband and I sit down and we do kind of an end of the year, like analysis and look at every property and what's our equity position on it. What is it worth? What is the principal, you know, balance that we have remaining on the property? And, and we kind of assess, you know, how much wealth did this generate for us this year? And it's so there, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying this to flex. I'm saying this to say it is such a liberating feeling to see that something you built is outpacing what somebody else pays you to do with your, your daytime hours. And that is just, and I think that's why I love talking to investors about it. Cause I want more people to experience that feeling of like, we did, we did this. Mm -hmm. Like, um, your real estate is more successful than you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, now, it's it not, earns more money than you, which is right. awesome. Awesome. Right. It, it's not in the form that I need it to be yet to like p completely unplug. No, you're um, growing it. You're still in a growth phase. It. Yeah. You need right. to. Yeah. Right. Is it all right. long-term rentals that uh, are in your portfolio? 100% long-term? Uh, funny you should ask. So yeah, up until last week, yes, it was all long-term <laughs> property. Okay, mostly single family. Yeah. You've got our attention. What's, what, uh, what are we missing here? Let's hear. Well, I, j I just, I mean, you know, we're learning about different tax strategies and uh, despite working full-time in real estate, the nature of my work doesn't qualify me as a real estate professional. So I've got to look for tax strategies that allow me to create better losses for myself. And so, you know, I, I, uh, bought a property here in San Antonio, uh, near an airbase, um, that was going to be a long-term rental. And then we started learning about the strategy and went, oh, okay, maybe we should consider turning this into a short-term rental. Let's look at some numbers on it. And we pulled, you know, some, some data on it and saw that the, you know, occupancy rate was really great. And the nightly rental rate was great. And, and so we said, Hey, let's try a short-term rental with this one. And so for the last uh, month and a half, we've been furnishing it. And I, I, you know, enrolled in a course that I could learn how to set up automation. Cause I'm going to be, you know, managing it myself. And, right. mm -hmm. um, that's neat. So I'm always, I think people are always surprised where Airbnbs and VRBOs work. You know, people yeah. think of them as vacation spots and not that San Antonio isn't an awesome vacation spot. In my opinion, I love yeah. the place. I love San Antonio, I love San Antonio. but it, these VRBOs and Airbnbs, I'm that, 
I think people are shocked when they realize they work in suburban Midwestern cities even. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think more and more people are onto it. I mean, you still got to deliver an experience and you know, it's a totally different model. I mean, for me, it has been a little bit, I, I, I was chatting with my team about this morning. It is so much more active than what I have ever yeah. done in the past. So the verdict is still out on whether the juice is worth the squeeze, but I'm going to get my tax. I'm going to get my tax benefits this year for sure for yeah. it. And then we'll see if it makes sense to keep it, you know, long-term uh, in this fashion, but it's a, it's a lot more work. Everything else we bought, you know, we have professional property managers that are local, you know, every week we're maybe spending, you know, uh, between the two of us, you know, a couple hours, if that, to, you know, put out fires or just respond to some emails or read a, you know, vendor quote or something, but it's really pretty passive. And this has been a lot more, uh, a lot more work. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what that's what you signed up for in the sense that you had to prove that you were yeah. doing more real estate work in order to get the tax and uh, breaks right. that come with right. that. So. And it's true. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a trade off for everything in life, right? Save on yeah. taxes. You have to work a little harder in in the real yeah. estate versus being passive. So right. I can't but wait our, to hear about this journey more too. Well, well, I'll keep you posted if you want to come to San Antonio and and stay. Let me know. All right. Um, but you know, our goal. Really Really in, in real estate, you know, it's funny because we started off really wanting our goal to be replace, replacing my income before we decided to have children. Um, we've continued to delay that decision at this point, um, but now we're realizing, oh, well, you know, Preston's going to be retiring or can retire from the military in another six years. Uh, we should probably be like working as hard as we can to make sure that he's job optional in six years too. Um, and so that when we do retire from the service, uh, we can choose where we want to live and we don't have to go where the job is. Um, you know, we just want those options. I mean, one of the amazing gifts that the military has given us is we've gotten, we've moved a lot. We've moved, I think 12 times in the last 14 years or 11 times in 14 years. At least five um, since I've known you that I know of, <laughs> but <laughs> it's crazy. It, we bounced around quite a bit. Um, the longest we've lived anywhere was three years and that was in South Korea, uh, when we first got married. So that wow. I guess is <laughs> the most home we've, we've ever had. Wow. Um, but what it revealed to us was just our love of exploring different areas. And um, we loved living in Europe and uh, we would love to return to Europe one day or at least have the option to go there as much as we want. Um, and so really it's like real estate has has shown us a way that that's possible. Um, and while, you know, we're, we're throwing every extra dollar we have at buying cash flowing assets that help get us there, you know, that's the end goal is to, you know, be able to do this from wherever we want to be. I'm such a boring guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, living in South <laughs> no, Korea and Europe and, yeah, you know, but no, you travel, uh, but I just couldn't, I mean, I, you yeah. know, I'm, we're, we're boring I'm Indiana so boring. Midwestern guys who grew up here, you know, our families are here but we travel we you know we get to see the world go to disney yeah you go hey, to we're disney all, a lot disney. I, I, we're I, all the, I see cool stuff <laughs> we're all the same that's one thing that i feel like i have seen it's like life happens anywhere like it can happen anywhere you create it wherever you're at you know and yeah. you don't have to jet set to have just a rich awesome you know outlook and experience and 
and yeah, it's definitely taught me that like home is what, what you make and you can make that anywhere. Yeah. By the way, I, I, you just had me thinking a little bit about other asset classes. I was thinking about, you know, equity stocks and, and, um, even like people who invest in cryptocurrency, there's nothing mm-hmm. like real estate that can set up that passive income. There just really isn't anything like it. And, right. and it's basically the only asset that a typical normal American can go out and go to a bank and say, give me some money. I want to invest. Oh, you can't borrow to go get crypto. Right. You can't go exactly. to the, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's a fascinating little niche that, that we've chosen and are so passionate about, you know, when yeah. you, when you, when you dive down on a, on a one person story, like, you know, you've just shared it just, yeah. it, it brings a couple of those things to mind that, that are, make it so powerful for mm-hmm. an individual well, so many- investor. So many people are trying to compare like traditional stock investors. I talk to these people all the time. They're trying to compare their traditional stock investments to real estate and their use, their condition to thinking, uh, you know, in, in terms of one, one medium of return, right? Oh, my, my money in the stock is earning me 5% annualized return, 5% a year, you know? And then they, they look at real estate and they only look at the cash flow, uh, on a performa. And they go, well, that real estate is earning 4%. Why would I do that when I could earn 5% in the stock market? And, you know, we have to kind of help them zoom out and see. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, the cash flow is, it's a great part of it. Because one, I can use that money. You can't go use that 5% that you earned unless you sell. And you're going to pay taxes on it. Um, You know, so over here, this is money that I get every year that I can go use and reinvest. But then there's also principal pay down. My tenant is paying off the loan. At an accelerated Um, rate, let me say. So every year, more of your that mortgage payment goes towards the right. principal. Mm-hmm. So right, it's right, accelerating. Yes. Yeah, and the assets appreciating at the right. same time. And then on top of that, we're levered in it. To your point, Clint, like we can go borrow seventy five percent of right. the value mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, um, it's you it's almost can't you can do that, and you almost can't show people their cash on cash returns because it'll blow their mind. It will seem unreal. Yeah. They won't right. believe it, mm-hmm. but right. because you're levered, because right. you've you're you're only putting the down payment out of your pocket into it and using the bank money to invest. It's it's right. amazing the cash on cash returns. We don't talk about the cash on cash returns because it it would it scares people almost. They're like, there's no way you can make those kinds of returns. Too good to be true, right? Too good yeah. to be true. But yeah, well, that's real and estate. it costs. And it does cost us in different ways. I always try to tell people, I mean, I don't think anything in life is free. Like, you know, if, if you're paying for something, <laughs> if you're getting something out of it in Econ some way. Econ 101, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Yeah. Oh. So, so yes, you're getting these amazing rates of return on real estate, but you're also, I mean, I had, I've had a couple sleepless nights if I'm, if I'm being honest, you know, I, I've had some really hairy insurance claims that were a nightmare to deal with. Um, I've had the predatory tenant that didn't pay for two years during COVID and, you know, you know, so we, you do take on different risks in exchange for that higher rate of return. But my experience has been that higher rate of return is significantly higher. Um, you know, we did again, we've now, this is not a fair comparison because we've like majorly dialed back on our traditional retirement accounts and our stock investing. Like we just have lost, we don't understand it anymore. Like we're, we're, we're really focusing on real estate, but we did compare uh, this past year, what we have in our stock accounts or our retirement accounts, uh, the growth of it over the last year or lack yeah. thereof, yeah. uh, compared to the growth of our real estate portfolio. Um, and you know, our, our, our retirement account was at like negative two year over year. Yeah. And our, uh, real estate portfolio was up 22% year over year. 
And, you know, so I see, I look at those kinds of numbers every year and I'm going, this is a no brainer. Like this is where my money makes money. I'll take the extra stress and the extra work that's required of me to do this. Sure. Clint and I do both. You know, we're, we're big believers in, we're very exposed in real estate, but so that makes it a little different for us. You know, we've, we've got, you know, but I suck at the stock market. Yeah. You're so bad bad at it. You're so bad at it. Yeah. Buy high, <laughs> yeah. sell low. I showed my wife last yeah. night. It's funny you're talking about this. I showed my wife last night her 401k because she has a job here, a job here. And so we max out her 401k every year. Mm-hmm. And I sh- made the mistake of showing it to her last night. And she goes, wasn't that what it was last year? And oh, I said, yeah. well, it was actually a little higher last year. It's, mm-hmm. oh. And she's like, "The money. Yeah. there's money that you lose? And I said, yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> That's how no, that you works. lost it, honey. That's right. Yeah, yours. That's right. yeah you you lost it. Well, Scotty and I are both very long-winded people, and you couple the fact that we've known you for a very long time. We could go on and on and on, but we always like to finish our show um, with three questions. Um, very, you know, real estate related. Very easy. This is not a test, Leah. You can relax. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Scotty, take it away. What's uh, what's the best real estate decision you've ever made? Uh, so I was a member of real wealth and I was watching one of the teams in Florida release these quadplexes. And I was, you know, seeing that every couple months, the prices of them were going up and up and, and that opportunity cost just became really real to me. And, um, these were expensive. These were beyond what we had ever bought. We bought really affordable property. We remember and yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, some would say that this was right at the time where the economy was kind of slowing down, uh, in 2018, you know, things were kind of leveling off. And in fact, Kathy even told me later that she saw that I was contracting one of these and was kind of nervous for me that, you know, Oh no, like hope this goes well. Uh, and then, yeah, it took two years to build the thing, but it was completed, uh, you know, in end of 2020, which was uh, impeccable timing, not to my credit. And that asset today, though it was a stretch to get us there, you know, has been one of the best investments we've ever done. We we stretched to get it, and I'm glad we did because it's a cash cow. Uh, it's worth a lot more in just the short period of time since we've owned I it. I think so. that's really important for our listeners to hear that she bought that during the height of the pandemic. Yeah, you when know, it was a scary time. You know, we say yeah. on here all the time, you know, the Warren Buffett, you know, quote, when there's blood in the streets, bye, bye, bye. Um you know, that staying the course and doing it despite all the craziness that was going on, I think is epically smart. Yeah. 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 For sure. Well, then that right. brings us to the next question, which is easy. What's the worst real estate decision you've ever made? Oh, gosh. I don't want to be cliche and say I didn't buy more sooner because that's obvious, right? That's fine. It's, it's, it's a it's great answer. <laughs> it's a great answer because it's true Top for everybody. Top of my list. Top of my list. Top of my list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's okay to be pro- cliche. Well, I mean, that is the cliche. I think that's it. So, so the very first investment property we bought in 2009, uh, or technically 2010, right when we first got married. Um, and my biggest regret is that it took us until 2015 or 2016 to look at that first one and go, wow, that was a great idea. We should have done, you know, we should have done that more intentionally. And, uh, yeah, then we've been grinding ever since to make up for lost time. (laughs) That makes sense. So this one's really important to us. This question it's what, what 
recommendation, what advice do you have for the next generation, the one that's just coming up, you know, the millennials and the younger than millennials? What advice do you have for them? Yeah, I definitely would say that it's time in market. I mean, it is, there is such an X factor to real estate. Um, the sooner that you can get in, even with a small property, like just letting time compound the return, um, as soon as you can. So if that's house hacking, you know, to, to get into your first deal, um, you know, if it's, if it's, uh, working out some creative deal with your parents to buy a property when you're in college and rent it out to your roommates or something, I mean, anything you can, you're you're naming all the things I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're a smart guy. <laughs> I was just, re- I, I just was ready. I just went for it, but, but sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, it, it's the genius. I mean, it's just doing it like, and it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be a killer deal. Like just get in and start learning the mechanics of how it works. And this X, this exponent that exists in this space becomes extremely evident, especially when you get to that five, you know, to seven year period in a hold of, of an asset, then you're really like, you're starting to see things and you're starting to have that better principal pay down. And, um, yeah. And, and yeah. And by then you'll have, I mean, it's a gateway. So by then you'll be, you'll you'll be addicted to it and and seeing the numbers and you'll want more. So one last thing before Clint wraps it up, I wanted to just quick, give a quick shout out to real wealth network again and say, if you are uh, somebody who doesn't know anything about real estate and want to learn more, they have a ton of great information and education through their website. I really encourage you to join. I genuinely mean that these folks care. You'll be part of a community. This isn't some website that you join and they're going to just be trying to sell you stuff down your throat. This is genuinely being part of a community where you can learn, where you can grow and where they can truly help you a create what your dream picture should look like and then b help you achieve it. It's a really neat community and they're very low pressure. They're laid back. They're cool. Um, big hearts. Is that the best thing to do is go to realwealthnetwork.com? Yeah, go to realwealth.com, realwealth.com and it's free It's free to become a member, uh, create a login. That'll get you access to our Realty Portal where you can see all the teams we work with like Scott and Clint and Indy. Um, and we produce a ton of content there to keep you educated. I do want to re- re- mention too, we're coming out to see you guys. We're bringing a group oh, yeah, of investors. Yeah, That's April right. 29th, we're going to come uh, check out Indy. We'll, we'll be at happy hour the night before and then uh, tour bus the next day, I think, right? That's oh, right. Happy hour, huh? Yeah, happy I hour at Sullivan's. Happy hour. Sullivan's here in, in Indy. It's yeah, my so. favorite hour. Yeah, so for our <laughs> listeners listening, you know, um, feel free to join too. I think you'd get a kick out of being around the Real Wealth Network community. And yeah. I have a feeling that uh, if, if you're not a part of it when you arrive, you will be a part of it when you leave. I'm almost certain. So come on out leah we thank you so much for your time it was uh, we had a blast and thanks for coming on me too thanks for having me guys good to see you guys always all right so that's our show if you've made it this far we'd really appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on spotify and apple podcasts it really helps us to grow our podcast and reach as many people as we can to help them understand the world of real estate investing you can also find some short form content on tiktok Our TikTok is at the Homeboys Podcast, where you can learn even more about the power of real estate. Till next time, homies. Happy investing.